Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello. It's been a little while. Uh, I think it's been about a week. And, you know, I've been storing up uh, energy to unleash upon you through this podcast. This is the Creative Pep Talk podcast, which you probably know because you put it on. And uh, this is Andy J. Miller. Uh, I'm an illustrator. And I do this podcast to... Spread joy throughout the land. And, uh, you know, I really do it because I feel like trying to make a living doing creative things is pretty tough. And it's tough for me. Um, and it's and it's tough for people I know. And I love having conversations with other creative people. And um, I don't get to do it enough. So this is the overspill. And, um, you know, today... It could get a little weird. I'm trying to figure out ways to make it not too weird. But um, I, I've had the same kind of thought on my mind. And I felt like it's worth teasing out a little bit. Um, so today the podcast is about uh, purpose. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AnnieJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. 
if you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. And, you know, I thought through this a lot and I thought, I feel like, um, you know, I, I consider myself to be a person with faith and uh, spirituality. I, you know, I, I kind of fall in that camp uh, and... For me, it's really easy to think about purpose, you know, that's kind of tied up all into that. But then I also have atheist friends or agnostic friends that I think have a similar worldview when it comes to purpose. Um, And so I try to think about how do I talk about this without alienating people um, who who don't share that type of... um, open world view that that says that there's things beyond what we can see Um, and that's a big part of my understanding and life and interests most of my interests you know fall even uh, as a kid when I think about the movies and the the media that really moved me um, it was always stuff that you know would would say, here's our world, and then right below the surface, there's this other thing happening. If you think about, like, Wizard of Oz, um, or uh, Alice in Wonderland, or Fraggle Rock even, you know, there's this, you have the real world, and then right below uh, the what we see, there's this other thing happening. Um, you know, and I think that's always been interesting to me, but some people don't like that and they don't, you know, that makes them uncomfortable or they, or they just think that it's not true. And, um, I, you know, I started thinking about how this relates to everybody. And so let me just kind of go on a little side path here and give you a, a disclaimer, um, so that you don't shut off the old podcast right away. Um, you know, I think if you're, if you are, um, if you're more of an atheist or agnostic, here's how I think purpose uh, looks for you. Um, you know, I'm a big Radio Lab fan, and some of my uh, amateurist views and, and ideas about science kind of are slightly informed by that. And one of the things I found really interesting was they were saying that um, that for species to thrive, part of the thing that evolution does is um, it makes it so that every uh, being is different and um, it makes it uh, it makes it's it's good for a species to have different um, opinions so some some people are more predisposed to this type of view and others more this type of view and actually the reason that is is that um, there's all this differentiation between the species and variation because if there's a catastrophic kind of event then, um, you know, if, if we're all the same and we're all not able to cope with that catastrophic event, then we're going to be wiped out. Whereas if 50% of us are quite a bit different than the other 50%, um, one of those might be better suited to keep going 
after these types of events. So with all the variation, you're more likely to keep the species developing and growing through all kinds of different adaptations and changes. And so I think when you look at it like that, you look at it through that lens, you can see that um, every person has a part to play for the for the thriving and flourishing of um, of the uh, species. And so my my point there is, you know, you could see your purpose as this great uh, God-given thing, this thing that's uh, overarching and, and spiritual, or you could see it as a really practical thing that says only you have your genetic makeup and only you can help the species thrive in the way that you can. Um, and, and I think that you, the other thing I start thinking about when I think about this idea of purpose and how some people are going to be put off by that word, um, I think about how <clears throat> I think about semantics, you know, the idea that uh, the way that we we talk about uh, semantics is something I think about a lot. You know, I think about I think a lot about what's profound truth and, and what's not. That sounds really like like I'm some kind of great thinker. I'm <laughs> definitely not. I'm definitely a complete goofball. But you know, I, I I'm fascinated by the idea of pro- profound truth. Um, and one of the things that I I'm always drawn to is this idea of wisdom. So this idea that there's these general principles behind life uh, that are that are purely true, and then when we try to translate them into English, we usually lose something, and we also, um, if you... Everybody has different words for things. I mean, a lot of times there's a... Um, Death Cab song, uh, and I, I like that band. Um, I kind of, you know, listened to them a lot in high school. But they have a, a song that I think was pretty good. It was called uh, "Their Different uh, Names for the Same Thing," and I just, uh, you know, I, I I liked that he's talking about. You you have the same thing in reality, even if you're going to talk about a profound truth or wisdom, you've got this thing, and there's so many, the language is the mask of the thing. So we all come at it from different angles, but we're talking about the same thing. And so if you don't like the word purpose, you can call it your sweet spot, or you can call it, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. The idea is that your genetic makeup and who you are as a person, um, at the core of that person... There's a thing that you can do, and there's or there's things. Maybe it's not. Again, if you don't believe in in uh, you know overarching uh, kind of spiritual understanding of life, maybe you don't have to look at it as there's just one thing. But there is th- there are things that you're more predisposed for than um, the things that you're than other things. And so, if you want to call it your sweet spot, or you want to call it your purpose, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm talking about the same thing. And so today, what I wanted to talk about was the people that really, I get a sense that, you know, the people that don't just survive in the creative professional uh, world, it's the people that thrive. To me, when you meet that person who's really firing on all cylinders, you know, I'm talking about the big dogs, uh, you know, those, those people. You know, I met um, Aaron Draplin, who's a designer out of Portland. Uh, I met him at a, one of his talks not not too long ago. And I've listened to his talks and, you know, I, I follow him on social media and 
there's a guy who I get a real sense of purpose. He's driven. And I, I don't know, I, from his own kind of admission, I, I think that he wouldn't describe himself as a, as a spiritual person or um, someone that, uh, I don't know, gets, gets weird in that way. Uh, you know, I think that he, he seems like a practical guy. But if you listen to the passion he has, and, the, and it, it, you can tell he is in his sweet spot. He's in that little spot where he's found his place and, and, he's, and he's thriving in that environment. You know, I thought, to me, to me, the make or break thing uh, in any profession, in any, any sector is, do they, it's not, and I don't think it's, do you find your purpose? I think something about purpose or your sweet spot is this idea of a road or a path. It's never this thing where you find I'm a lettering person or I'm this or that and uh, and that's it. And you found your purpose and you're working on it and it's all good and it's finished and you just keep going and tinkering away. I think that that view sounds like the worst boring view of life that you could possibly have where one day you'll find your fir- perfect job and then you'll just repeat yourself for the rest of your life. No, I don't think that that's how it works. I think to me the defining characteristic and it separates people uh, is it, it, is that whether they're on that road of their sweet spot or they're not or they're far off and uh, I think people there's another group of people that hate this idea you know why? because it's 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 inclusive or it's exclusive, I mean, sorry. It's exclusive. It's saying that some people get it and some people don't. Everybody hates that view. But the truth is, we see that all the time in our world. Is that some people get the promotion and other people don't. Some people do this and some people don't. And and it's that real. You can be like, you know, kindergarten where everybody gets a ribbon. But that's not the world. That's not how things go. And whether you like it or not, that, I think that's the case. Now, the good news is, you know, I think, uh, is that not only uh, is it not this thing that you just find and you're done, and so you either uncover the treasure or you don't, I think it's really a, it's this journey. So it's not about... Um, you're so far off that you'll never get it, or it's so hard to figure out that you could never find it. It's about choosing to to go on the journey, to go, and I think um, I come back to this all the time. There's a talk on 99u.com about um, Gut Churn by Jad Abumrad from uh, Radiolab, and he talks about Gut Churn. And to me, that's one of the signs that you're like on the right road. It's like, are you working it out? Is it a little bit painful? Are you like, you know, worried and thinking and, 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 you know, developing these ideas of the direction you should go? And are you, are you, are you really doing the work? Um, and so I think sometimes that kind of concern and difficulty is something that puts us off doing the work, the real work. Um, but I think that that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that you need to be doing. So, all right. So this sounds all great. This sounds like, uh, yeah, find your purpose. Easy. Uh, okay. It's not easy, but that's why it takes a life, 
long pursuit to get to. Uh, you know, and some people are going to get it faster than others, and some, or it's going to appear like it's more successful earlier than others. Um, but I think, I, I think that this is a worthy pursuit. And, I, and you know, one of the things that uh, I know some people hate, I personally don't hate this. It's I'm a weird guy. I like the touchy feely, you know, cloudy, fuzzy stuff. I just like it. I, it's kind of sometimes I like it in a detached way. Like I like to just sit back and listen to some. Uh, bizarro dude talk about really grand uh, ethereal otherworldly stuff you know um, just I don't know I'm weird like that but I know but I hate um, that they don't pay mind to the people that can't stand that and so um, what I thought I, let me just give you a few practical things that I think uh, will help you find your sweet spot or your purpose whatever you want to call it uh, I think the first thing for me is is going on that long road of self-awareness. And, uh, you know, it's a long road and it's not an easy game because it's confusing. That's the thing I think that um, – and the whole overarching idea of, of purpose uh, or finding your thing or whatever, developing that, or finding the best place for you to be, I think the biggest problem is that it's confusing, it is confusing. It's a confusing game. And I almost feel like there's forces trying to confuse you, trying to mix you up. So it's hard to, to find a specific vision or clarity within that confusion. And uh, one of the things I think helps is getting to know yourself on a values level. So, so not defining yourself in black and white terminology. I do think it's important to do things like the Myers-Briggs test and understand, are you more of an introvert or are you more of an extrovert? Or, um, For me, personally, I consider myself to be um, either an INFP or an ENFP, but I also kind of realize that my intuition feeling, which is the middle letters, the N and the F, those are the only things that kind of stick. I could be... Uh, an INFP or an INFJ or an ENFP or an ENFJ, I could I could flip flop all over the place, all over the board. But the only things that really stay constant for me are the N and the F, the intu- intuition and feeling. And those things are like I'm really uh, extreme in those in those ways. But I actually feel like if you get too defined in your black and whiteness about who you are, you're actually going to miss the nuance, and that's what makes you human and interesting. It's those contradictions that actually uh, make you who you are. And so I I think self-awareness that's less about um, black and white, like I like this and I like dogs and I like, you know, less about that in particular, because that's that's an extension of who you are, but it's not who you are. And more about principles and values uh, that define the heart of who you are, not not the, the 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 symptoms of the heart, um, you know, not the not the extensions of of who you are, but who are you on a deeper level of um, you know values and understand what are your values? What are the things that you? Um, and for instance, for me, one of my values is I'm drawn to things that are um, beyond reality. You know, like I said earlier in the podcast, that's something I've learned about myself. And when I play to those things. I'm so interested and happy, and I, that's when I start getting excited, and I, 
the pl- I play the best in my work when I'm working with something that is about what's below the surface of the world. What's what what's the things that we can't see? You know, I. Th- as an example, uh, there's a book called "There's a Walket in My Pocket" by Dr. Seuss, and there's an image where there's a, the page is a boy is in his house, and there's all these hidden monsters in his house. And there's one page, and it's really dark looking page. It's like all blue, and uh, the kid's like sneaking by. There's this big lump under the rug, and it says something like, "There's a vug under the rug." And I always was obsessed with that because it's something that you can't even see it. You never get to see what's under there. And I remember as a kid that is my imagination just exploding from what is under that rug. And I loved that because it was like the hidden things. And so hiddenness is uh, or or mystery or or stuff below the scenes. That's part of like my values. My that's at my core, and that can look like a billion different things. That's the cool thing. All the the extensions or the symptoms of that value can manifest in all different ways um, in my creativity, and that can change as I develop, uh, as my style develops, as my uh, output develops. I always have that. It's always I always come back to that, and it's a it's a deeper thing than. I I like to draw pizza or whatever, although I do like to draw pizza and I like to eat pizza too. So self-awareness, trying, going on that road, committing to getting to know yourself, getting to know um, what's happening uh, in your life and, 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 and what you do and all, and all that. That's the key. That's the biggest one. The second one is mindfulness. And I think for me that means being present in the moment, which looks like spending time alone, having solitude, weighing up your, um, weighing up what's happening and, and where you're at, being in the present, like knowing where you've grown and then where you need to grow. And so that looks like solitude and feedback. Uh, you know, if you're having, I think you need to, to cut through the confusion, you need to call your friends, and you have long talks about, um, you need to find people that, that love you, that care about you, that want to talk about you and you, and you can help them go through this for them. And you can share, uh, what you're, what, what they feel like you're good at and what you, what you feel like they're good at, uh, what things you need to improve and what ways, what are you worrying about that you shouldn't be worrying about? Uh, that's great. You need these creative partners that are going to help you advance in your in, in in understanding what it is you're supposed to do or you're, you're good at. So then, the last one, the number three is, it's called fifty percent uh, uh, swimming upstream and fifty percent riding the wave. To me. It's a collaboration with life. It's with with what's happening, you, it, and what's coming at you like the wave. And then it's also, you know, I feel like I see people do both sides of this, and I think leaning into either of these is kind of a problem. So we're always riding the wave. I heard. Uh, Jim Datz, who uh, did an interview with uh, Sam Weber on his podcast recently, it was beautiful. That's one of the best podcasts on Your Dreams, My Nightmares. Go look that up. Jim Datz, he's an awesome guy. I got to meet him, uh, uh, I think, last year at his studio in New York, and um, he was a gracious guy. He, we went to lunch. It was, uh, he, you know, it was just a great time. And and he's a he's a wise uh, guy. And um, 
he knows a lot about creativity and, and he talks about, you know, riding the wave of what, what's happening. I think that's so true. You got to go with what's working. Sometimes we have this pressure that, oh, we really like this type, doing this type of illustration, but you keep getting these other jobs that are coming from a different direction that maybe you didn't expect or you didn't set your goals to. But you got to be aware and mindful of when this thing over here is working, you need to set down the other thing for a little bit. You, or or you, need to, you need to go with the current a little bit. You need to, you need to be um, discerning in the moment and go with what's working. Um, and I think you, you, you got to be aware of where's the wave going. And you got to be looking for where it's coming and where it's going and be, and be ready for that. Now, the other side of it, though, is if you're never treading upstream, if you're never swimming upstream, you're not going to grow and learn. Because when you grow and learn, it's always painful. It's always difficult. It's always uh, hard work. It's never something that just grabs you and takes you there. And for me, that's looked like this kit, these kids' books that I've been working on. Now, I've talked about it almost every episode. But I feel like I'm making some serious ground in that. And I started from a place that was not great. And it it feels like swimming upstream. Now now I'm starting to feel a little bit of a wave coming now. Now that I've got ahead enough stream, I'm I'm seeing some waves, some currents that are actually starting to naturally carry me. But I feel like you get these bands right, and they're uh, they come out with these good albums early in their career, and then they just plateau and they're done. And I think that that happens from you. They saw the way they were good at riding the wave at initially. Like they were good at seeing, I'm really good at this. People are demanding this. I'm gonna get on that wave and ride it. But they were not on the backside, swimming upstream, trying to develop. And you see that with the great artists, you see they, they make this wave, this musician, they'll get on the wave, they do this thing, it's in demand, it's fantastic. I think of people like uh, Panda Bear or Sufjan Stevens, they'll come out with something from left field you didn't know they even had in them. You know, they didn't, you didn't even know that, that they could do, uh, you know, something, you know, real dirty rock or or crazy electronica thing that you didn't even know they had those skills and it's that unexpected quality that keeps you interested um so i think you gotta that's the other thing when it comes to living into your sweet spot is riding the wave being self-aware and mindful enough to see where the wave's coming and, and riding it and not getting so predisposed on the path that you're charting that you can't collaborate with what's happening and then also always being hungry for uh, development and getting better and it, you know I think it's hard to balance those things but I think it's important so I've sufficiently uh, gotten weird on you and uh, but I I do think for me it's the bottom line is this is that the people that it's the separating line for the people that inspire me and the people that seem kind of like uninspiring is do they have a sense of purpose do they have a sense of they're on their path they're doing their thing that quality is night or day for me um, and and I think uh, I think it's really uh, a big deal. And I and the good news is this also, is that whatever your sweet spot is, that's going to fulfill you. If you just own that, that'll help you not feel jealous of other people's purpose and sweet spot. That If you had what they had, it wouldn't fulfill you in the way that it, sh- it fulfills you. 
I always feel like Ryan Howard from The Office. Um, you know, Ryan, he said something that's so offensive, and this is sounds like what I'm saying, but he said um, when when they start their Michael Scott paper company, it's him, Michael, and Pam. And the phone rings, and he wants Pam to answer the phone. And Pam doesn't want to answer phone because she doesn't want to be the secretary. And uh, he's like, you're just better at that. And she's like, really? Can you be better at answering a phone? And he's like, yeah, it's not offensive. It's like some people are good at uh, working on cars, and some people are, and, you know, and I'm good at being a CEO. It's not different, or it's not, it's not worse. It's just different. And it's clearly super offensive, ridiculous thing to say. Um, but I do think there's actually truth in, like, trusting that whatever, however big or small the world views your sweet spot is irrelevant because once you get into that sweet spot, the peace and fulfillment and, and, and uh, development that you can sense, that's all that matters. And so sometimes I feel like we reject our lot because we think it's unimportant or not meaningful as someone else, um, someone else's. And I think it's really important to just own what you're good at, what you do, what the, the thing that you can serve the world in, the thing that you can do that helps uh, the species flourish, however you want to view it. I really believe you've got this, you've got these things or this thing that, um, that's yours. And when you, when the closer you get to it, um, and, and the stronger you fight to find it, um, the more enjoyable and the better the work and the better results that you're going to get. Um, so thanks for listening. I hope this has been, uh, uh, a real, uh, great start to your day or finish to your day. And uh, keep coming back. You know, the listeners are growing and the feedback's pouring in. And it's great. And I love doing this. And I'm going to keep trying to do it. Um, And until then, try to stay pepped up. This is Andy J. Miller. Uh, Thank you.